Hello and welcome back. Um, if unless this is your first time, in which case, wouldn't that have been an alarming and disorienting uh, greeting? Uh, welcome for the first time. Uh, either welcome back or welcome for the first time, um, or welcome for the last time. If this is if this is your final uh, episode <laughs> of the podcast, or if this is my episode, uh, the final episode of the podcast. Um, sorry, this uh, I, I'll, I'll admit that I've been thrown. Well, I'm starting on the back foot uh, because my guest, who I wanted to just have as uh, you know, a, a guest who could who could uh, relax, let down his his metaphorical hair, uh, it has instead been troubleshooting um, uh, since the moment he came online, uh, <laughs> but has uh, has saved the set. This is how um, how uh, professional a podcaster uh, your guest this week is is that he saved the audio of this podcast. And so um, <laughs> our, our hat is doffed to comedian, writer, teacher, host, uh, co-host of the, uh, of the Blocked Party podcast. It's John Cullen, everybody. Hey, Charlie. Thank you for having me. Always happy to troubleshoot uh, for a friend. Uh, that's no problem, <laughs> you know. For my parents, less excited about troubleshooting. But for you... <laughs> I'll do it anytime. And I did like your, your welcome back intro, not only disarming, but also like threatening in a bit of a way, like <laughs> welcome back. Like I know you've been here before. <laughs> welcome back. We have your files. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, your DNA uh, is, has been noted. Uh, don't do any crimes here, here on this yeah. podcast. This, this is this a crime-free space. The, the message. I, yeah. I, 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 this is, um, I feel like this one, I've been wanting to have you on for, a while, but the timing really was kind of perfect because uh, there was just um, this was been has been a big week for curling, and yeah. you are um, a curling boy, and so <laughs> yes, you want. I'm still <laughs> trying to be a curling man, but I, I was like, God, there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean that in, a, in an emasculating way. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to pick a fight with you, but I, but I. Do <laughs> A if you're gonna pick a fight with someone, a curler is probably a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I think I'm pretty confident in my chances. Yeah, um, uh, this this is uh, your your autobiography. Autobiography can be called "Hurry Soft." Um, <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Really... Walk hard was already taken, so sorry. <laughs> hurry soft, it has to be. Hurry soft is uh, man. It's it. It feels good to uh, have, do a joke that throws literally one hundred percent of your knowledge of a subject into the one joke you're like. And I, just I love really, it. I really nailed the the landing. You crushed it. Know. You absolutely crushed it. Thank yeah. you. But yeah. uh, uh, so now, now I'll throw to you because the only other thing I have is that it happens on ice. Um, I, although I have curled a few times and had a, had a great deal of fun. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I play bocce, which I consider Same thing. Um, grass curling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, we call it Italian curling. Uh, Italian I mean, curling, yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah. That's better. Um, uh, so, because um, I guess lawn bowling is is also lawn bowling is different. Yeah, that's British curling. Yeah, wasp curling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, but yeah, tell the people what happened in the world of curling this week. Ooh, big, big stuff, big stuff, Charles. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well. So 
the you know I think if you are Canadian and you're listening to this, you know you're probably familiar with the with the two national championships we have of curling, uh, the Scotties, which is the the ladies uh, national championship, formerly known as the Scott Tournament of Hearts, uh, which a lot of people know, uh, and then the Briar, uh, which is the men's uh, national championship, and so they were had just been played concurrently. They decided to uh, borrow the bubble format uh, from the NHL and the NBA. And they bubbled up all the curlers in Calgary at uh, the Calgary Olympic Park. And so, yeah, so the Scotties happened uh, two weeks ago. And uh, Carrie Anerson uh, from Winnipeg won. And it was nice because she won last year. And then the women's worlds were canceled and they were already there. Oh, um, no. So that's like, you know, like obviously it would suck if you finally achieve your dream. You win the Canadian championship. You go to the world's. You know, and it gets, or you think you're going to the worlds and it gets canceled. But even worse for them is that it was taking place in Prince George. So they were already in Prince George, I believe. They had maybe even done their first, like, on ice practice day. And then the tournament was canceled. So that is a real uh, kick in the teeth. So they won again, uh, which is really nice. I'm super happy for them because they are doing a women's worlds this year in the bubble. Um, and then, yeah, and then the men's just ended last night. Uh, and Brendan Botcher from Edmonton uh, won. And he had lost the last three Briar finals in a row. Um, so to first of all, to make four Briar finals in a row is insanely impressive. Uh, but then just nice for him to finally get a win. So yeah, so it's big. It's big news right now. You know, we're we're, we're glued. We're we're focused. My cousin Steve uh, uh, went uh, curling as a joke uh, with some friends in in university, and then I think ended up. Well, it was probably like a good ten years he spent curling. Yeah, um, like he just. Uh, uh, it, it, it is. It's a. It's a very. Um, addictive uh sport once you start um i mean I, i've only played it a couple times it's it's a it's uh uh so maybe i'm undermining it's very addictive i mean i i quit it it was easy for you're like one of those people who says like oh i quit smoking and it was very easy for me um, <laughs> yeah. i didn't have a problem at all it was a tr- it was a trouble for you for me it was very simple <laughs> i just stopped and it was no big deal <laughs> you, know? I, um, you just did that to me you're like well oh you curled for 23 years john i did it twice and i quit it's very easy <laughs> that's like that's like me with uh gambling right uh, i literally i if i'm if i'm gambling I will, uh, the, the two things that I can say to myself at a blackjack table are, hey, you're doing pretty well. Maybe it's time to cut out while you're ahead. Or, hmm, maybe it's not our night. Let's go while we're down and not get down any further. Those are literally my only two. I, I, it's, the, it's the only place I'm just completely non-compulsive. Not the only place. I, I also, I, I, I've, had, I've had, like, on, on Christmas Eve, I think, this year, I had a... a uh, a, a sip of rum in my tea that was the first uh alcohol that i had had in two years and i'm not wow. someone who, you know it's just but uh open a box of triscuits and i will not <laughs> stop eating them i like that that was the gone. food you chose oh. listen if you get me a box of bland dry crackers i am hammering those things well First of all, thanks for uh, losing me my Triscuit sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> first week. I'm sorry to the great folks at Christie's uh, <laughs> Fine Goods. I, um, I, it's like I've always wondered that line in Billy Madison where uh, the guy from um, 
Uh, the guy from the West Wing says, uh, well, if, maybe if you told me they were delicious Triscuit crackers, I would have shared your crackers. Uh, I've always wondered if that was a, a product placement line. It's just such a strange line. Yeah, um, uh, but, it is. Uh, if you're ever wondering, it is, right? Yes. Like, I feel like if it <laughs> right. sticks out enough where you're like, was that a product placement line? Yes, it was. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to ask you... Uh, uh, you, you, you sort of, you, you approached one of the, cause I, cause I, I don't come into these um, podcasts with like a list of uh, questions. I prefer to have just sort of, sort of an organic conversation with friends. Um, but I, I'll try and usually think of like uh, one question or, or two questions that like, Oh, this will get the ball rolling. Sure. And you kind of organically started kind of approaching the, uh, the, the, the thing that I wanted to um, ask you, which is that, cause I've talked to a lot of people, obviously, about the pandemic and, and the way that it affects life for people who, who do live shows or the people who, uh, you know, musicians or various. Uh, but but you are a, a sports guy, uh, yeah. both both a, a consumer of other people's sports uh, via audio visual means. Yeah. That, and that's what I say. People are like, are you a big sports fan? I prefer the term consumer. consumer. Uh, actually, I consume other people's I sports. consume other people's sports. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but you are also a player of sports. And, and like, I feel like, the, I mean, the, my only experience of how the pandemic has affected sports is... Uh, that my daughter has not had kung fu lessons in a, right, year, right. a year, and also that um, I had I was lined up to do a weekend of shows in Montreal uh, around uh, well, so April last year, yeah. and early March I emailed the the club owner and I was like, hey, um, should we sort of stay in touch uh, about this uh, virus situation? This looks kind of scary. Uh, and he wrote me back saying, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we can stay in touch, but uh, I, I've printed up the posters. Like, um, <laughs> uh, and then two days later, the NBA canceled its season. Right. And I remember like that distinction of like the Charlie Demers posters are already printed <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's versus the NBA has canceled. Yeah. It's uh, like that was a big 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. And it is weird. Like when you think about it, like quite truly the NBA canceling games was like the worldwide cattle or not worldwide, but the North American at least catalyst for everything, which is so strange to think about. It was the first Um, time people started leaving money on the table. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. And, and, And I had a really weird start to the pandemic in that. Um, so I've talked about this on a few, uh, pods before. So if you're, you know, if you listen to my other podcasts, I apologize for repeating myself, but basically I recorded my album, uh, like the, basically the weekend before everything shut down. Um, and then the weekend before that, I was at a bachelor party in Arizona where I went to an NBA game, an NHL game and a major league baseball spring training game. Holy moly. So I was like, and then, um, Adam Christie, very funny comedian, uh, Canadian comedian was visiting and, here and, and, and him he owns uh, heir to the Triscuit fortune. Isn't yes. It? He, he, <laughs> he doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> no, he is a cracker maven. Um, <laughs> but it's like, but yeah, so we, him and I went to a Canucks game and then that ended up being the third last NHL game that was played before the shutdown. Like, so the Canucks game, I think was on Tuesday, the NBA game where someone got Corona right before the game or whatever was on Wednesday, the NBA and the NHL shut down on Thursday. Um, so yeah, so it was like 
crazy that I had just ended up having, you know, there's been this sort of, especially with the one year anniversary of everything shutting down, people mm. being like, oh, what was the last sporting event you went to? And people kind of saying, you know, oh, it was like November of 2019 or like I was in there. I like I was in it, you know, like right before things ended, I just happened to go to a game like I don't go to that I maybe go to like two or three Canucks games a year maybe if that um and so it just happened to be like one of the last ones before everything shut down so so yeah as a consumer of sports uh it's been a weird it's definitely been a very strange year for all that kind of thing and even just like uh you know you're talking about gambling earlier like I play fantasy sports and mm-hmm. and like I'm in a, like a very serious fantasy now the hockey fantasy league is uh that, that we play that we're in them uh, yeah that, it's just that, me and a bunch of guys get together yeah. And we talk about how cool it would be to be in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we play, so I play fantasy sports and this league I'm in, it's like, you don't think about like, we've had to like draft rules for our league to like mimic kind of what's going on in this sort of pandemic era so NHL, bizarre. which is just so weird, right? Like you don't think of it, but like we kind we had no choice, right? Like we kind of had to just sort of go with it. So it was a very, yeah, it's very strange for sure. So what does that mean? Like, like what would be, what are the fantasy hockey league rules that are different in a pandemic year versus a pandemic year? Well, I mean, in, in interest of like not making everyone turn this off, (laughs) I will keep it very brief. Uh, Just more like, um, like roster rules. So like, you know, we, we have sort of like, you have to have a minimum number of games played and stuff like that. And we had to discuss like, well, you know, there will probably be teams that have to cancel games and players that miss time because of COVID. So should we have these minimum games played rules and stuff like that, knowing that, you know, things this year are kind of a lot more nebulous than they would be in past years. So I'd say like, that's an example of one without, without getting too into the weeds. I want you to be able to welcome back people to the next episode you, really show, you, you showed a a, a a remarkable kind of commitment to um answering the question you didn't duck it and you, you know that i play hardball on this show uh <laughs> i you know you don't come on here to uh to dodge the questions uh but never never you also um uh, i think you really even as i was asking it, i thought what are you, why not are you gonna ask him how his vcr works next uh, uh, so i realized i took us into what could have been real technical weeds and uh, so so far, uh, you've saved this podcast from a uh, uh, from an audio kind of technical standpoint. Uh, you saved us from a, a, from a programming standpoint. I just really think uh, inviting you on here was was the right thing to do. Thank you. Hey, it's yeah, and it's a pleasure for me. That goes both ways. It feels it feels great to be here. There's no question about it. I just part of it, Charlie. Honestly, is that it is this weird thing where when you do something, I guess unique uh, something as unique as curling especially when you're sort of like a you know for lack of a better way of saying this like public facing type person you know when you, you when you have a podcast and you do comedy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i get invited on a lot of podcasts and i think i get invited on podcasts as a comedian but people are so curious about curling and then the problem for me is that i love talking about curling so then sometimes yeah. i even catch myself i'm like John, you like in my inner monologue will be like, John, you're about eight minutes into describing the rules of curling on yeah. a podcast that's about, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, like funny movies or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I, I think I'm trying to get better at that part of it too, of like people are curious about curling, but they're curious to a point. And then it's like, 
But okay. this is to me the, the 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 this is another thing that has happened this crazy year is you you I'm 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 so divorced from uh, um my wife. Uh, <laughs> 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 I imagine that's how you broke it on the podcast. Just that's very how I broke familiarly. it to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know you don't listen to the podcast, uh, sweedie, but uh, you definitely you want might. to download the John episode. Yeah. This week is a pretty big one. First of all, he did a lot of troubleshooting, which I think you'll appreciate because I know you hate troubleshooting for me. Yeah. And That's second of all, you won't good. have to troubleshoot for me anymore. <laughs> if you tuned to minute 18 of this. Yeah. Stick through the technical stuff about yeah. fantasy hockey leagues. <laughs> um. Come for fantasy hockey. Stay for divorce. <laughs> Stay for divorce. Leave for divorce. Hey, uh, there I, it is. I I just um uh, it, it, I feel so divorced from my identity as a stand up comic. Yeah, like, for sure. So you just you like all these other facets of my personality are getting run of the roost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so true. And and for me, I'm like, was I ever really a stand up comedian? <laughs> No, it's it's like you know, you're like ah, maybe I just won't even go back. Maybe I should just quit altogether. Who cares? It's it's well, I because there are times when I so I like I we did the I did the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Yes, did, did you did that this this year? Or was that the year before? Partly, I mean, let's not get let's not get too far into who played which festival <laughs> uh, this year. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll change. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I did. I did not play Winnipeg okay. this year, okay. and I haven't played just for laughs in the last five years. If anyone's counting, and it's not me. <laughs> well, uh, all the big festival programmers listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm screwed now. Planning the the curling uh, gala. Um, I've been waiting. I've been. You would think of all the festivals, if I'm gonna get a curling gala, it's it gonna be in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. So yeah. I'm I'm just waiting. I'm biding my time. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's bound to happen. I, I the thing is, I I did the, I did the the taping in Winnipeg, and that was the the most um uh you know just the most kind of concrete reassurance of as I, as like as I walked off the stage, uh, you know, having recorded for TV, uh, you know, I I ended on a joke that I had told once on stage. Like right. I I closed a TV set with a with a joke that had been tried once on an audience of six the night before, <laughs> and and your family hated it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I uh, you know, and then and and the joke killed. Like it just it was and, right, and and the the set itself was because I had been so worried because I I. I had, you know, been, I, I booked the festival, obviously before the pandemic and, and I felt really, really good about the, uh, cause they, they were like, okay, here's the subject. And I, I had just happened to, I was doing like 10 minutes of material about that subject. Right. Doing for like six or seven months. And I yeah. sat down and I wrote out my gala word for word within half an hour of them posting the subjects. And I sent it to Dean at the festival and, and Dean says, uh, you're a pretty fast uh, typist. <laughs> and I said, Dean, I've been sitting on this material. It's like, it's kind of red hot in my, like, it's, it was just right at the place of like, I wasn't tired of it, but it was perfected for me. Like it was just in the pocket. And then, right. and then the thing gets canceled and postponed and postponed and kicked down the road. But you know, it kicked, first it gets re rescheduled for summer. Then that gets canceled. And then, and then it goes to the fall and I'm just thinking I've done three 
sets this year, one of which was in the backyard. Uh, the other <laughs> went so poorly, I had a panic attack. Um, <laughs> not, and I'm not a hyperbol- like hyperbolic, like, uh, um, made, like, you know, for effect, a, a literal physiological panic attack. Right. And, and, and I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm going to burn this material. That's terrific material that I feel so good about. But I did the material, and this set was just magical. Like, the audience right. was incredible. Everything went well. I guess I was just so grateful to be on a stage and telling these jokes. And, and I walked off that stage and I was like, okay, however long it takes, I'm a comedian. Like I will be a comedian at the, uh, like it, it doesn't matter how long we have to wait. Right. But around right. that night, like for the rest of the year, like I have retired from standup, um, probably four or five times in my head yeah. and i cannot imagine i still right now can't imagine myself in a position of like doing a, a, a weekend of shows at a club I, I can't picture myself right now in that position yeah it's it's definitely <clears throat> i think part of it too is like you i think when and it's the same like when things are just when you're sort of feel like you're spinning your tires, like even in the regular times, I think when you're a comedian and it's something you do for years, you just go through these kind of dips where, you know, you're not really writing much and you're not feeling great about how things are going. Maybe you've had some bad sets, whatever. And I think the tendency is like when things are going bad, it's so easy to think about all the parts of comedy that are bad. And there's yeah. lots, right? Like you're like, you know, going out on a Tuesday night, you know, and in your case, like, you know, yeah, you have your daughter and your wife. I mean, I don't have kids, but, you know, that kind of thing is like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to, you know, choose not to spend a night with my daughter to go out and do this show on a Tuesday night. And then the show just absolutely stinks. Yeah. And you're like, you know, and so I think that's the problem is like when you're in this sort of maybe not spiral is a, is a bit of an intense word. But when you're in this sort of down period, it's easy to think about the parts about comedy that are hard or bad or, you know, whatever. And, and I think that even in regular times, you need those kind of like, you need those wins to like keep you feeling like, oh yes, like this is what I'm working towards. This is what I'm meant to do. And it's just, yeah, the pandemic has made it really hard because there just is no winning really. Like you're either doing these like very weird Zoom shows or... Yes. You know, you're like you said, in your situation, you're doing these very controlled shows. Like, obviously, your festival set went well, but the show beforehand sounds like it did it. Like, so you're doing all the, either these shows that have all these weird restrictions where you feel uptight and the audience feels uptight and it's strange, or yeah, or you're doing these virtual shows and you're like, you know. And you think like, well, I don't miss, I don't miss going out on a Tuesday night and bombing that bad show. No. And I won't miss getting on a plane to play a bad corporate gig for money that I need. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So I think that's the tendency, but yes, you're right. Like, I, I think that's the part that's been hard is like, you just, there's just no winning. So you just, all you can think about is like the bad stuff. And you're like, would I really miss it that much? But I do think, um, you know, when, whenever stand up comes back, I, I think, it'll be, it'll feel good. You know, it'll feel good and right just because there'll be that sense from everyone in the room that everyone's just like happy to be doing a thing. I think, I think so too. I think so too. And I, and I think I, like, I think it'll be good for comedy too. I think like, it, yeah. it, like people will just, they'll want, they'll want things to be funny. They'll want like, they'll, they'll be yes. ready for just, 
Uh, but but I, I mean, the, the, the thing that put me in mind of it was just what you were saying about, you know, putting putting forward a different part of yourself or, or putting forward a different so you, you'll 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 be on a podcast and realize that it's curling John or sports John, uh, you know, or, I, you know, I don't know to what degree teacher John comes out or, you know, whatever the yeah. side the sides of yourself that, uh, you know, have just by dint of 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 the way things have been over the last year necessarily have come more to the fore like they're just they are they're they're way more uh like i like i've been writing a lot like uh like a lot of um first person non-fiction you know essay and 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 a lot of it's been about aging and a lot of it's been about spirituality and a lot of it's been about you know just these 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 basic elements of like you know being a 40 year old man and being in the but but it's also like because that those are the only parts of my life that are are, are that are salient right now like right. I, I i'm someone who in a, in a typical uh framework you know for instance my 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 circles of friends are are so important to me like we we are uh like i i keep joking that that kara really could and, I, and if anyone's a friend of kara's I, I don't want who's listening to this i don't want you to be offended by this she misses you she she misses you <laughs> but i i genuinely feel like if if we had to if if somebody said look it's just you know what the virus has a gun now and uh we just <laughs> This is more or less what it's going to be like forever now. Right. Like I would be inconsolable. Kara would survive. Right. She'd be like, you know what? I've got my daughter. I've got my husband. Uh, you know, we'll get through. It sucks. Yeah. But uh, um, like. So she, she loves you more than you love her is what you're saying. <laughs> this, this, this episode <laughs> is going to be a real hard listen. For <laughs> But important. I think it's important that she listen. Um, yeah. But but no, she she just has this. She is very much oriented towards uh, her home, her immediate. Like she was like that in high school. Like as a as a right. as a as a kid, she she would stay home with her parents. Like not because there weren't offers to go do. So, like that's what was that was the better offer for her. It was like staying yeah. home with her family. Like she was. She's just wired that way. I, on the other hand, and this is so in in the first, you know, how so we've been together since 2005. So we're at like 16 years together now. And our daughter is seven. So that's um, uh, <laughs> is nine years. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was that was teacher John right there. Was, you're wondering when he was coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, I was a uh, brain bubble, Charlie. Yeah. I was like, what are you entering into here? First, you invite 16, seven. Uh, oh boy. It would be real easy if she was six. <laughs> <laughs> I should have lied about her age. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the the constant uh, one of I should say the constant you know uh, sources of static in the relationship was I always wanted to go out I always wanted to see people I always wanted to have people over and she was like can't we just do a quiet like can't we just have a nice quiet night can't we just like yeah and, and um I I 
I don't remember what started me into this. <laughs> well, I mean, we were just talking about like the, you know, the different facets of ourself and oh, how right. yeah, yeah, yeah. if the pandemic lasted forever, she would be fine. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I, I think um, she misses, uh, you know, in her work, she, she can't do uh, like she, she has been working this whole time, but she right. can't really do the, the fullness of, of her work. Like she's at the, she works for the BC center on substance use and, they do uh, they do interviews and and then they analyze the data and then and so she can analyze you know data till the fucking cows come home uh, <laughs> uh, but they can't they can't do the interviews right now right like so it's it's and and she does miss that and she does like the, there are all these elements and you know we miss seeing our family like um, for 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 me there's been this just this contraction of life this simplification of life uh, that has, you know, parts of which have been very attractive. Like I, I, I have loved, uh, you know, right before, you know, the, the last big work experience that I had uh, before all this really got started was, you know, I was away again in Winnipeg in December, 2019 for, a, you know, a week right before Christmas while I'm getting off antidepressants and I, I could have jumped off of, you know, I, I should, you know, I should be careful with the language that I use. Uh, reach out for help if you feel this way. But like, I mean, I was, I was, I was genuinely just at the absolute, you know, abyss, right? Like it was just, yeah. I, I physically, emotionally, I could not have been in a, in a, in a worse place. Um, uh, and I mean, I, you know, I, I, I was just, I was, and I mean that physically too. Like I, I, I've, I was, I was in a way, way worse place than I am now. And, and, um, uh, you know, there's, there, there's obviously something about that contraction of your life that sharpens certain things. I love being a dad and I love being a husband and I, and, and I have appreciated the, the, the time to focus on, on those things, but I, I do miss being a comedian too. And, and, and I guess that's what I mean when you start talking about curling, uh, you know, on a comedy podcast, part of it's because, you know, nobody's asked you to do comedy for, for, uh, for the last, you know, 13 months. Yeah. People are probably glad I stopped, but, um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> only curling. Like, oh, I would just, be, we just, just talk about curling. Uh, we do that much better. <laughs> Even um, the club owners are like, yeah. talk about curling for about 10 Honestly, minutes. Honestly, just go up there. Bring and, out the headline. headline yeah, right. it's fine, you know. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. I mean, I think I'm, I'm similar to Kara in, in that, um, you know, I, I think it just has to do with how you grow up. And I, I think when I was a kid, you know, I was pretty socially awkward and I, I was like, I had friends, but I also had a lot of alone time. And I think when you're younger and that's the way that you kind of grow up, you, you sort of, you sort of know how to be alone, I guess, or you know mm -hmm. how to be like with your close, like I'm the same, like I love to spend time with my fiance, Becca, and you know, we are, I, being around her doesn't feel taxing to me in any way. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas being around other people can, and not in a bad way, just in a, like, you know, when you're used to being alone, um, that, that affects you. And so I, so I think I, I'm sort of similar in that, you know, a, there are definitely aspects of 
of life that I miss and that would be really horrible if I was told that this is how the rest of our life was going to go. It would be really difficult. And I think some weeks are harder than others, but I think on a general basis for me, yeah, like, you know, just having alone time has not been as, that hasn't been the thing that's really like affected me, you know? Right. right. And I think really for me more, it's the teaching part of it, I think has been the, the toughest because it's just been such a, everything about it has just been so strange. And I, I think like, you know, with comedy, with curling, it's like those things just kind of stopped. There wasn't like a different version of it. Like, yeah. like, yes, you do virtual Zoom shows or whatever, but I mean, it's kind of the same, you know, you're just in your house and it's less fun. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's still, you know, you're still just doing your jokes and you're doing your thing. Whereas like, being a teacher. And I assume that this is similar to, you know, you talked about how Kara's job is different and I'm sure this is the same for lots of people. Um, is that it's weird when your whole, when your whole job changes and you, and, and it changes in a, in a way that's just not anything you'd ever think about. And, and when you're a teacher, I always say this, but it's like, you know, I always say to people like, do you have coworkers you hate? Well, my coworkers are 14. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, like it's you know, it's, and they're getting it's taller. My, my, <laughs> oh my god, my, they're my so tall. Coworker is getting bigger every getting day. Big, bigger. Like, their attitude is getting worse. It's yeah. just horrible. Yeah, no, but you're so right. So I think that's part of it too. Is like you. So it's not only that you're you're kind of dealing with the stress of okay, well, I'm going into work every day. Am I going to catch this virus? What happens if I do catch this virus? Blah blah blah. But then you're also managing the stress of kids having to deal with that. Um, and, and, you know, your own stress from being around kids who maybe don't care so much about it or what, you know, so it's just that, that part of it, I think has been the hardest of, uh, you know, of just trying to figure out what that looks like, because I think, and this is true for most people, I'm sure it's like, you know, most probably the thing that causes you the most stress is your job. Mm -hmm. And then when you, when you're trying to do that job and then it's just, they're like all of a sudden, they're like, okay, now it's 10, it's 10 times more stressful. And you're like, oh, I already thought I was at my capacity for how stressful this could be. Um, so I think that's been the weird, that's been the weirdest part of it for me, I think. Did you ever, as a kid, have you, did you ever have that feeling where you, uh, you, you jump in the water, like you're in the, you're in the deep end of a pool, you've, you've dived down or jumped down, you're way down, you go down to touch the bottom, and then you're on your way up and you realize like you've planned for like four feet less water than yes. you actually have. And, and you realize you're like, or, or, or okay, a, a better metaphor is I, I, was, uh, I was at a wedding in Georgia once. In, and so this is in, uh, in the deep American South in, in, in the, the end of August, like just, just fucking killer, killer hot outside. Right. And you know, I'm lucky dead. you don't sweat that much, though. Right? <laughs> Actually, at the time, I was like uh, weirdly skinny for like three weeks. Oh, I just feel uh, like you've just I, been a sweater no matter what. I just feel like I've seen you do comedy enough times. I just feel like you've been a sweater since I, birth. I, I have, don't feel I like have. it's related to your we weight. We are we are a very sweaty family. Like uh, <laughs> my whole family, actually, even the very uh, on my dad's side, me, my brother, my dad. 
uh, like it was just like the the furnaces are, are running like with right. my brother it's like um my brother who looks like uh like just an uh, an athlete um it's just that the the engines are revved at yeah. such a level that he's just always kind of trickling like yeah. you know it'll be like december and you're like why are you sweating yeah uh, um <laughs> asterisk uh charlie's brother uh, died later that day of a heart condition that <laughs> family should have uh, totally seen coming uh the doctor was livid that they didn't say why was you should have said something he was sweating in the middle of winter anyway uh, I, I'm dancing in this wedding in uh, um, uh, the wedding part, uh, the, the party after the wedding. I wasn't dancing as part of the wedding. <laughs> you were in the wedding party. <laughs> and uh, I'm dancing and I get so hot and sweaty. And I have this feeling of like, oh, I need some fresh air. And I'm, you know, mentally in Canada where it's always a little cooler right you can go somewhere away from people then you'll feel something yeah and i'm not mentally in the deep american south where (laughs) you are held within the crisp bosom of air conditioning uh for three quarters of the year in in 80 percent of the places that you go and so i go from being sweaty hot uncomfortable open the door and walk out into the evening air, which is maybe 25 degrees uh, warmer than where I am already at. And, and my whole, my, my whole body just screams. My, my lungs just kind of like rebel against this thing of like, and, and it's just a scream of like, no, let us go back. We, we, we like, we just let us go back to just one second ago. And yeah. that feeling of like, no, I didn't, I, I thought this was the max. I thought this was as hard as it got. Yeah. Was yeah. life this way. And it's like, no, no, no. Life with a headache and a pandemic. Um, the idea yeah. of juggling the variables of 30 kids in a class or however many you have who are all dealing with the trauma of being told like, you have germs that could kill your grandpa. Like the, like, I really feel like, uh, you know, as we come out the other side of this thing, as it, as it begins to end and wind down, like, I really hope attention is paid to like, like back ending that of like, Hey, remember when that, remember when, you know, we put the, the responsibility for keeping your grandparents alive on you for like a, yeah. a year. Let's talk about that. Uh, cause it's yeah, not cause that's what I like, what I did with my kids at the start of the year is I was like, actually, if you could send me pictures of your relatives. Um, so when you don't wear your mask in class, I can show them to you. Um, and you <laughs> realize <it's not. laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's oh, man. very I effective know. teaching yeah. strategy. I'm a substitute yeah. teacher. I don't. Yeah. I don't even have my own class. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how much of a joke that is. I don't even have my own class. Uh, <laughs> so you're. I mean. So, but now. But yeah. As, but you're totally I, right. You're totally right. Like it, it, I. I was obviously making a joke, but it's yeah for sure. I, I do think there is a big part of that, and 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 it is like, you know, I, I think the you know the province and the country you know I, I believe everybody's trying to do the best that they can uh but at the same time a lot of the messaging has been putting it on us right it's like you need to do better you need to right, right. mask up more you need to be you know only with your immediate family you you know so and i think that does 
filtered down. And I mean, I think if you remember being a teenager, like you didn't like being told what to do. And so like in this case, it's really going to be interesting to see like, you know, I, th I think for the most part, kids have been really, really amazing. Like it's been way, way better than I thought it would be. Um, and, and I think it's, it really goes to show like how serious this is and, and how serious everyone's taking it. But it, it is almost that like, once we let them off of the, the leash for lack of a better word, like, you know, if we do go back to something resembling normalcy next year, is it, our kids just going to go wild, you know, and, and how do we deal with that? And, and what does that look like? Because, you know, I think, you know, you, you just turned 40, I'm 35. A, losing a year from our life and we don't lose it right because we have you know you have your wife and your daughter and i have my yeah. fiance and I, you know we have these lives like we we lost a year but you know lost is in quotation marks you know it's, there were still good things that happened in this year i'm sure for you and, and likewise for me whereas i think you know if you're 14 or 15 like that's a big year to lose off of your life that where you can't see your friends and you can't, if you're, if you were due to graduate last year or this year, like you don't really get a graduation. You don't really get a grade 12 year in general. Like, you know, last year sucked because grads got canceled and I, and I felt for those kids, but at least they got like seven months of being a grade 12. You know, they got yeah. their semi, their fall semi-formal and they got their grad cruise and they got, you know, and they got to have parties with their, for like this year, grade 12s, like they get, no, they have nothing. They don't get anything. You know, there's no parties. There's no grad events. There's no grad. There's so, you know, you lose this, like, you know, this sort of, uh, transformative year of your life. And, and, you know, that, that really sucks. And I, and I do think that that's something that's going to affect those kids as they move forward. I think, you know, the younger you are, the more, you know, having this sort of lost year probably affects you. Right. And so I think that's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see like what happens on the other side of all of this with, with all of that. But, but yeah, I do, I, I should say like, despite my, my, you know, crass joke, I do think kids have actually been, been pretty, pretty remarkable throughout the whole thing. I mean, that's, that's really, uh, um, this is a really beautiful thing to, to hear from you uh, right after your, um, I, I just want to reiterate literal statement about your actual policy of getting them to send you pictures of their yep. relatives. Uh, I just want to make that perfectly clear yeah. that that was not a joke. Uh, that <laughs> that you, was yeah. a very literal statement um, yeah. uh, about actual children. Um, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, because I, 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 I really go back and forth. I mean, I, so many times this year it has struck me that the thing about human beings that is both, most inspiring and most heartbreaking is that we will accommodate ourselves to whatever the situation is like, mm -hmm. and that depending on what angle of light hits that fact that will either break your heart into a thousand pieces uh, or it will be the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. Like the, 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 the knowledge that, whatever you find out is the new situation like you will you will reconcile yourself to it and that has meant for so many people reconciling themselves to 
uh, the the oppression and persecution uh, of other people or even of themselves. Um, it's it's meant uh, people working in in just these jobs that 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 sucked their lives away over the course of of decades that were their one shot at at, at living. I mean, it, it it comes out in ways that are are absolutely just devastating. But when you see it in a in a kid who like meets another kid wearing a face mask and they figure out how they can, you know, the, the kids at our co-op, you know, figuring out how they could play outside, uh, you know, if everybody brought out their own uh, little tent from, from in the house, then they could have forts outside as long as they didn't go into each other's forts or whatever the like, yeah. Seeing kids um, figure out that there is that there's that elasticity in some ways, especially with young children uh, to 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 reconcile themselves to like Josephine, who's who's seven. Um, you know, she 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 didn't get to do an in-person birthday party, even though we had promised her that this would be done by the time she turned seven. Cause you know, that was the best information we had. Right. Not like all these things, things that got canceled, the, 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 the trips that got canceled, all this stuff. She reconciled herself to all those things way, way better than, than I, I would have expected or that, 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 that I would have thought. Yeah. But I, I, you know, that when I was, the thing that scares me, right. That the thing that, the thing that does keep me up at night is, is, you know, when the masks came on the scene, that immediately um, took me, took me back to when I was six years old and, and my mother was in the hospital and I, and I had to wear the, um, a mask to, to see her in order, in order for her right. to be safe in my presence. And that's a heavy thing to lay on a kid. And, you don't have to even tell them. You don't even have to say like, this is so that you don't kill your mom. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's understood. It's like, they know that that's what's going on. There's this stuff in me that if we, if, if, if it does, if, if, if mom isn't protected from me, she could die. And as a six-year-old, you, you, you put that, you put that idea into a part of your brain that is just you, you that you can't access yet because it's just too big and too scary um a responsibility yeah and I, I feel like nobody ever came back around afterwards and said like you know it's it wasn't that you were a a scary or dirty kid or that you were a dangerous kid or that you were like and i just all i've been trying to t- like other parents in my life are trying to trying to find ways of 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 letting kids know on the other side of this especially the very young ones um uh you know to hold their hands on 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 the way out of this but but you're making me think about uh the 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 these teenagers who in some ways i sort of thought of as as kind of past the the the, the hardest part of this and 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 I, I you're making me um you're making me rethink uh, my my uh, assessment of, of of who is at the most sort of um, 
fragile age to, uh, yeah. to have been hit by this. Well, my goal was to make your existential dread worse uh, <laughs> when I came on this show. That was my oh, goal. So you, you know what? I bet Charlie's got a bit of a blind spot for this other group of people who are suffering right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's been too easy on teens. Too easy. You know, a lot of people are saying that. Uh, no, you know what? But, I... Oh, I, I, there were some teenagers, some scuzzy teens, uh, pulling a <laughs> pulling a, a stop sign out of the um, ah. street uh, by my and uh, the, at the uh, elementary school by our house, and of course, uh, pulling the stop sign out uh, feels like a just kind of fun prank. Uh, can it's a very it's such such a dangerous thing. Uh, people can uh, really uh, die, or, or they can they can kill somebody um, uh, through no fault of their own, and then live with that for the rest of their lives. But I just, you know, we called the city, had them replace the stop sign, um, you know, and I didn't feel like, you know, I wasn't going to like yell at the kids or yell at the boy yeah. because I felt like, you know, yeah, like what you said, these are, I mean, this is, this is just, they're, they're living in this fucking pressure cooker right now. I don't think these are, these are people who are going to turn around and spend the next 60 years of their lives being sociopaths. I think these are just I mean, like, one of them. I think one of them probably. <laughs> Um, the one whose yeah. idea it was probably uh the other two were likely just following along or That's however true. many there were but i should have uh, interrogated you should have you know and it, the thing is you learn about being a teacher it's pretty easy to pick out the sociopath you do it real quick actually so it's not <laughs> you know you're thinking like oh am i really gonna have to interrogate three kids you won't you'll you'll pick out the sociopath right away you'll be able to just split the other two off you know go home and uh and really you know really put the clamps on the on the one uh but yeah i i mean it, it's just i i think you know what i would say about about you and and your mom is is i think that is that probably is a different because it's personal right because mm -hmm. you you have this connection with your mother so you so you feel like you know, yeah, you like you felt in that moment, like, am I going to hurt my mom? And I don't want to hurt my mom. And I think when it's when it's you don't think like, kids have been told that about like, you got to do this for grandma, you've got to do this for yeah. grandma, like this year, like, I feel for like it's sure. been made personal. Yeah, yes. Okay. I, I suppose that's probably true. I guess more what I'm thinking is like, you know, it's it's more universal. So I feel like it, right. I think that's, I guess, my point. Oh, that's that? a really good point. That's like when you like yeah. when you went through it, you were probably the only kid that you knew who had to go through something like that. That's and so true. that's probably why it, it was got, weird that my mom was behind. hanging out with other kids who didn't have to wear masks. I think that was <laughs> that was a big. Yeah, was, you're right. Like, and why do they problem. get candy? I mean, there's just so many things about that situation. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I think that that's it, right? Like, it's like, you know, I, I think in that situation, yeah, you were the one who had to bear the brunt of it. Whereas in this case, it might be more shared, I guess. That's such a, that is such a good, uh, that is such a good point. And I, and I, and it speaks to something that I think, um, uh, when, when, when you were talking about the kids who have, who've been through this, um, uh, and I forget, I forget who I was talking to who, who mentioned this, but, but talked about, you know, the, the big fear um, uh, among, uh, you know, among the, the British population coming out of World War II was that um, the, the children who had lived through the air raids and, and all that stuff would, would, would be, uh, you know, deeply, deeply traumatized by all this. And, right. and, that, and what they actually found, um, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking from a place of deep scientific, um, uh, you know, I'm not very informed on this. So I, if, if I'm wrong, I, I'm absolutely uh, willing to entertain that possibility. How it was relayed to me was what they found was uh, that kids actually remembered this 
the time in their lives with a, with a kind of fondness as this, as this time where everybody was in this thing together. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's how people will remember this year because um, COVID has been so in, in many ways, I mean, it's been, it's been so stratified. It's been so hierarchical. The, the misery has been so unevenly distributed, but I do think that, especially very little kids, um, but maybe even older ones will, will remember this, this time that they spent. And I'm talking about the kids who are in, in non-abusive, you know, relatively yeah. safe uh, households. You know, they, they may, this time that I, we got to spend with each other, with, with, with our families. I mean, uh, it was in fear, but it was, at, you know, at least it was um, uh, together in, in, in the cases where it was. And yeah, I mean, I think the thing, like I, the the thing that i wonder i guess about about covid and i think it's it affects everybody and not just kids is like it's not like when you think the air raids or whatever as a as a counterpoint it's like that was it was an adversary right mm-hmm. so it felt like you were a kid you couldn't fight in the war but like the way that you could like quote unquote fight in the war was to be a good boy or girl mm-hmm. you know kind of thing that's that's how i fought the nazis i hid in the basement when i needed to or i did you know right. i did this or that or whatever whereas like covid's just this weird nebulous like invisible it's not an adversarial thing like you you're right. you're not fighting biology or what you know like it's just this strange sort of thing and so i think that if anything what i think and and i could be wrong here but i think it's kind of going back to what i said earlier where i think if anything it it might it, it at its best level i think will give those kids maybe a better appreciation just for like being alive like i think when you're a kid you know you don't think about any of that shit right like you just pardon me, you just kind of take life one day at a time. You're hanging out with your friends. You're trying to, you know, find romance or love or whatever you're doing. And you, you know, you're just trying to figure out who you are and, and you don't really pay attention to anything. And this sort of forces, pardon me, even the most ignorant kids to pay attention to something. And so, you know, perhaps, you know, like I said, in its best case, I think there's going to be a lot of other much worse. But in the in its best case, maybe 10 years down the road, you're appreciating life more because you go, ah, you know, I lost that year of my life when I was 15 years old. And so now I'm just going to try and make the most of everything. And then like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen, but maybe that's the sort of equivalent where, you know, people just go, yeah, yeah. Like I appreciate things more than I maybe would have if I didn't go through this. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, you know, this is just, I mean, as I come to the end of these conversations, it's always, it always makes me appreciate, uh, it, you know, that, that, that we still have these means of, of having these conversations with, with the people in our lives. But, but I also, uh, it just really makes me, uh, uh, you know, long that much more for the, for the days when, then, you know, we can, we can see each other. I can't wait to be on the show with you again. I guess. Oh, me can't too. wait to be in a, in a green room and, uh, 
that was uh, me shaking the fleas out of, out of my um, fur. I've had a long day. Uh, Beautiful. Was, yeah, I appreciate I was, it. I was just lying down kind of in a sunbeam, but uh, I'm, nice. I'm, I love that. I wanted to uh, get up off the uh, laminate floor and uh, get up on the old Ikea couch. So, um, nice, nice. Uh, there's certainly not a schnauzer in the room is what I'm, I, I want to make clear that after all this talk of the air raids, I'm not going to go and have a fucking German dog. Uh, and, I, and I know that about you and, and I appreciate that, you know, and I, I'm always thinking that when my friends get German dogs, I'm like, really? Yeah. So. Yeah. I just, what a, what, you know, it's you slap know, in the face, really. Let's call it what it is. Scorn, heaping yeah. scorn yeah. Uh, on, on, on our, on our brave uh, forefathers, uh, <laughs> our forefathers, the, the four dads <laughs> who beat Nazis, as I understand it. Yes. I think um, that's how it works. History, yeah. not my strong suit. I'm more of a math guy. <laughs> um, John, uh, love you, buddy. Thank you so much. I yeah, love you too. Show and uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. Sorry, it got maybe heavy. We started at curling and we ended we ended with heaviness, but it was uh, it was it was a great chat. I always love talking to you, and uh, and likewise, can't wait to do some shows with you when this is all over and and just get to hang out again. So thanks that's everyone. The, that's the proper shape of the show, I think. That's the uh, that's yeah. the uh, you, you start with the um, you know the alacrity of the you know and 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 do I know enough about curling to create a simile here of you know you you you. Uh, the, you release the rock and it, and it's, and it's surging uh, across the ice and your teammates are sweeping, 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 melting the ice, the, 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 the rock goes and then, and then, and then, and then it slows and slows, uh, and until, uh, the point where, um, contact is made and <laughs> you nailed it. You, yeah, I uh, you nailed that metaphor. You landed that plane. Oh man, I feel like George Plimpton. I just, uh, <laughs> I really uh, feel really good. Feel really good. Uh, you, you, you've, uh, uh, you've brightened my week. Thank awesome. you, John. Take Talk care. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.